Hey everybody, this is Robert. Before we get to the play tonight, I just wanted to let you know that the play we are reading this evening, Just an Illusion by Michael Weems, contains suggestions of suicide, gun violence, and abuse. Thanks so much. We just wanted to let you know and enjoy the show. Welcome for me. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and you know we love 10-minute plays. And we have a brand new 10-minute play for you here tonight, uh, but we're uh, we are not going to read it by just with just me because that would be weird uh i don't know why you would listen to that podcast because here with us tonight we have joining <laughs> us is emily doherty hi emily doherty i would listen to that podcast robert thank you emily that's <laughs> very nice i think every might, other jerk it, in this room was saying they would make wouldn't. me drink but i would listen to it well i mean you know it's not the worst thing <laughs> so um Emily, uh, today we are going to read... Oh, it's been a while since you've been on the show, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a minute. Welcome back. Thank you. Today, we are going to read a play called Just an Illusion by Michael Weems. And I have a question for you, Emily, that is yes. tangentially related Ooh. to the play at hand. Emily, do you talk to yourself? Are you a talker to yourself? Uh, yeah, I think so. I talk to my cat, but I think my cat is also representative of myself. Uh-huh. So, so, it counts. I talk to myself a lot. And uh, uh, the peanut gallery is laughing over there, uh, or nodding their heads. <laughs> but um, what what I mean by that is that uh, when I when I talk to myself, I'm like my, my brain puts me in like a problem or a situation, and I'm like talking myself out of it. Is that what you're doing, or is it just random? It's not random. It's more like related to whatever else is happening in my life at that moment. But so like, I don't create problems. Maybe I have enough problems in my life already oh, that I don't need to create them. Uh -huh. But I like, I like talk myself through things via my cat. Apparently my subconscious does not think I have enough problems <laughs> to deal with. So, well, we're excited to have you back, Emily. I'm excited to be here. And Ooh. here, uh, joining us here, in addition to Emily, is none other than Joe Ziarko. Hi, Joe, hey. welcome back. So, Joe, uh, we lived together for uh, six years. Yes. Uh, do you yeah. talk to yourself? Um, I, I guess I have no choice, but to be honest, uh, I do. Actually, I, I'm like you. Usually, I'm not talking to myself so much as some imagined person who has presented some problem to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not like you who narrates what I'm doing as I move about the world unnecessarily, mm -hmm. but usually I have a purpose. I'm listening. I'm yes. listening. <laughs> it, uh -huh. uh, good. Nodding good. my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, there's some judgment there. There's some flashbacks there. <laughs> uh, but no, I do. I, I absolutely talk to myself. I think it's a side of effect, uh, side effect of many uh, actors, performers, and the like. I, I, you know, I can't help but agree with that. I think a lot of that is me performing for myself. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, also joining us here this week is familiar face slash familiar voice, Liz Thomas. Hi, Liz. Um, all right, you weirdo. Do you talk to yourself? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I would agree with Joe, though. I think that um, actually when, when I'm writing something, especially, you know, we, we've talked about this a bit, but uh, you write something on the page and it is amazing how you think it's the most brilliant thing on the page and you read it and it, sound, 
in your head, it sounds amazing. And then when you actually get up there, say you're, you know, it's a play, you're making a speech, you read it out and it sounds just like crap. So I do mm -hmm. actually, having learned from that, I do, you know, kind of almost like double characters. I have, I have two, sometimes three different voices, depending on oh. which character, I know, <laughs> multitasking, depending on which character it is. And it, it does, it helps, but I do think that it is a side effect like you say, of, of being an actor, being in the theater and performing. Do your voices have names? Well, whichever name I'm Mr. writing Fuzzle, is. Mr. Fuzzlebutt? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Fuzzlebutt, Maple. Chauncey. Maple. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Maple is, you should listen to the first episode from this you season. Should. It dropped two weeks ago. We released them in order. That one has to be released in order because I say it's the first one of the season. <laughs> 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 and now this one also has to be released in order. That, oh, that's right. <laughs> so, everybody, we, today we are reading Just an Illusion by Michael Weems. And I'll note that Just an Illusion has a subtitle. It is The subtitle is, uh, in parentheses, the word drama. So it's a uh, drama. I, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, it was good. If you have not listened to the podcast before, uh, I don't know why you're still listening to this, but uh, here, here is the deal. We are... <laughs> giving this a cold read. These guys have not read this play before. They only know who they are assigned to read because I sent them a message earlier today. Uh, but they do not know what the play is about. And after the play is over, we're going to have a discussion about what we thought of the play. So I'm going to assign the roles just now. Uh, Joe, if you would be so kind as to read the character of Chad. Chad is a policeman. Emily, if you would be so kind as to read Sarah, that's C-E-R-A, for those of you listening at home. She is a young girl. And then Liz, if you would be so kind as to read Michaela. And Michaela is a bartender. I will read the stage directions. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Just an Illusion by Michael Weems. Chad sits at the bar. He sits inert, drinking drink mostly empty. He stares off at the bottles. Sarah enters and sits next to him. A folded newspaper sits nearby. Sarah's talking to the bartender offstage. Chocolate milk, please! And then to Chad. You gonna read that? Let's see. Sports, business, cartoons, crossword. Mind if I do the crossword? It looks like you started, but gave up. See? Four across. Six letters. Synonym for accident. Want a hint? Come on, you got this. No? Mishap. You should start to write trad you started to write tragedy, but that's seven letters. Not a bad guess though. Don't do these often, huh? Not much of a talker, huh? Rough day? Rough week? Year? Lifetime? It's okay. Most of the big talkers I know have nothing to say. Take my dad, for instance. You mention football or cars, boom. Immediately you've got a kindred spirit. Best friend, even. Well, unless you don't like the Steelers. Then he's got this look that'll melt you. I don't like the Steelers. <laughs> I'm a 49ers girl. See, I don't really know Jack about football, but they've got this quarterback that's kind of cute. Am I talking too much? Should I move over a stool, give you a little room? I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Just to be on the safe side. Never know what types you find in a bar. Some people want to get lost. Some found. <laughs> what do I know? Just a 12-year-old girl. What the heck am I doing here anyways? Where are my parents? 
More importantly, where is that bartender? Slow as molasses. Do you think they have soy milk? I normally drink it at home, but if I have to make it do to get my chocolate milk fixed... I'm sorry. I'll be gone soon and won't be able to hurt anyone else, okay? What? Michaela, Michaela the bartender, enters. What? What? Oh, I'm pretty sure he was talking to me. Now, do I have to repeat myself for a third time for that chocolate milk or what? Nothing. Nothing. Refill? Yeah, please. Keep the tab open? Definitely. Michaela hands him another round. Take this one slow, okay? It's still pretty early. Sure thing. She exits. It's five o'clock if you're wondering. I never liked five o'clock. Such an in-between time. Usually I'm just getting home from practice. And then I've got to balance homework, dinner, shower, and chores before bed. Oh, and of course I have to watch my shows. Do you like Apartment 18? It's a rom-com, I know. Alexis is so funny, though. Uh, Probably not. I bet you like adult serious shows, right? Of course I'm right. So what are you sorry for anyways? You know. Been spending a lot of time here? Bartender seems to know you pretty well. Things not so good at home? Trouble with the old lady? Oops, maybe you don't have one. My bad. I just figured. Nice looking guy, steady, respectable job. I'm sorry, Sierra. For what, Chad? Shooting me? Yeah. Oh, please. Don't mention it. Happens all the time. I'm kidding. Of course it doesn't happen all the time. Well, at least not with bullets. My cousin's always got me with rubber bands in the middle of class. He has the best aim, too. Teacher never knows it's him. I just let out this yelp, rub the spot, and glare. He said he was going to teach me to shoot like him. Oh, well. I swear he must have gone to Switzerland to get that milk. Why do you come to this place? I mean, the music's terrible. There's really no women to speak of, in case you were looking for a date. It's kind of dark, out of the way. Oh, well. Not my bar. Seems to suit you just fine. I'm sorry for shooting and... Oh, that part? Shooting and killing me? I'm sorry, okay? It it was an accident! Michaela enters quickly. Chad, I'm sorry. You're freaking out the regulars. Maybe you should take this one to go, huh? Got that card I gave you last week? That free line where you can talk to people? Yeah. Got the card. Did you use it? Maybe later. How about a cab? I'll, I'll take care of it for you. I don't need your charity, and I don't need a cab. I live right over there, and you know it. My sister-in-law's got a practice over off Highway 4. Real, private, and quiet. She's a real good listener. I heard you say once, I heard her say once, that you don't even have to say anything if you don't want to. You can just be around someone who can listen if you want. Better than sitting here talking to the walls, right? Think about it? Sure. Yeah, you do that. She exits. Seeing that gun for the first time was one of my earliest memories. See, Dad's father had passed away and sent him this huge box of his possessions. This was before the days of the x-ray scanners and post offices. He showed us a few things and gave us something to remember Grandpa, but that was the end of the story. A few weeks later, we were getting stuff out of the garage for the holidays, and Mom found it. 
Fireworks. Fireworks. Not literally. She found the gun. Man, that was probably the first time I ever heard her use words like that, and definitely the first time I saw Dad afraid of her. She told him to get rid of it and swore that if he took it, uh, if he took it to, over to the pawn shop in Brookfield, we believed him. What about you, Chad? Wife? Kids? Significant other? You see, I gotta ask the question like that because a few weeks ago, this third or fourth cousin, uh, one of my moms came over and I'd never met her before. We were just making small talk and just like now, I asked, boyfriend, husband, lover, any of those? She just blushed and didn't know what to say. Whoops. So? None. That's okay. You're still young. Not sure I'd use this place as my stomping grounds, though. It's kind of gross. No offense. Not sure if I'm ready for that sort of thing right now. Of course. You take your time, buddy. When you do find that Mr. or Mrs. Wright, you'll know. That's what my show's always told me. Nice to believe, right? Can't remember the last time I saw Mom or Dad hug. Or kiss. Or anything. Maybe having kids just wore it right out of them. Maybe. You know, for a trained professional, you're a pretty crappy shot. I was trying to defend. Shh. That crowd over there is giving you the eye. I figure you're one more outburst away from the cops getting called. Oops, you, you are a cop. How do they handle things like that? I was trying to defend myself. I didn't mean to shoot you. I know, I know. Can't I just give you a little bit of a hard time? No? If you could... If I could only tell you how awful I feel. Chad, I know. Trust me. There's not a lot of gray area in this world. You're a good guy just doing your job. You see a gun in your face, and I'm guessing you've got a fraction of a second to figure out what to do. My dad? Not a good guy. I don't mean to talk down on my family, but come on, a spade's a spade. Truthfully, that mental hospital should never let him out on the third time. What can you do? End of the day, the bad guy's in jail and will probably never see life on the outside again. Well, that's a small victory, right? So young. Chad, we're going to go over the top three reasons uh, over the top three reasons you should not be beating yourself up over this. Drum roll. Okay? Okay, we're not doing a drum roll. That's okay. It'll still be good. Ready? Number one. Bronchitis. Ever heard of it? No. Awful. You can't breathe. Everything hurts. Can't eat. Feels like your chest is on fire while an elephant sits on you. Pleasant, right? So the way I look at it, Sarah one, bronchitis zero. Game over. Okay, reason number two. Ready, Chad? Algebra. What, you think I'm kidding? My friend Stacy, the idiot, would stop by every day with my new homework assignments. I can't breathe, I'm sleep sleeping dozens and hours a day, and they expect me to keep working on something I can't even remotely do when I'm healthy? Let me tell you, that F, no more. I hate long division. We so share a brain. Reason number three. See, there was this dance coming up. Stacy told me that Luke told her that he was going to ask me. I don't like dresses. I don't like dancing unless it's in my bedroom and nobody's watching. But... This is at school, in front of everybody. Mom was so excited and kept trying to pump me up for the whole thing. Every time Luke would come up to me, he'd be like, Sarah, can you, um, 
Can you do think you maybe want to go to dance with me? Bye. And he'd run away. The whole thing. I mean, dancing close, holding hands. Not like he'd be brave enough to, but the idea of him puckering up and closing his eyes and leaning in on me. Ew, 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 ew. Nope. No way. So, Chad, thank you. Here's the part where you say you're welcome. I thought about killing myself. She's indicating his drink. Is that what this is? That's to numb me to the point where I might not stop from trying. I'm okay, Chad. I promise. Look at me. I'm smiling. I've never felt better in my life. No boys, no bronchitis, no algebra. No waking up and wondering if today was the day that dad was snapped again. I had this calendar on my wall. Kittens, I think it was. Every day that passed where dad behaved somewhat normally, I put a smiley face. Sometimes I'd look back over an entire month of smiley faces and it felt like I'd survived. Then I'd flip forward and see all the empty days that were ahead of me. I never knew what would be the straw on the camel's back. Maybe I'd forget to put the milk away, or practice would run late, or my music was too loud. Do you know what it's like to live on eggshells every day? No. Michaela enters. These guys want to buy you around. Uh, didn't realize who you were. Sending their apologies for complaining. You uh, sure you can handle one more? One more. I don't want to sound insensitive. Who are you talking to? The walls, Michaela. They good listeners? Not too shabby. She exits. Did I scare you at first? Thought I was going certifiably insane. Should I use a scary vo ghost voice next time? Rattle some chains? Do you want there to be a next time? Yeah. Please. Anytime you start getting those bad thoughts, just shout it out, okay? Sure. We're going to get through this. Come on. Say it with me. We're, We're going, going to, to get, get through this. this. Close your eyes, Chad. He does. She exits. Michaela enters. Where'd he go? Right here, as always. Need something? Nothing. Nothing at all. End of play. <laughs> all right. So, thanks guys. Um, we're going to enter the part of the program now where we talk about the play that we just read. So, Emily, you are sitting in the special chair. And we're going to start with you. Uh, the first question is always the same. What are your first... Uh, response to the play or oh, your first impressions of the play this can be as simple as I liked it I didn't like it whatever your thoughts might be Emily what are your first thoughts on the play I love it this is like this is like up my alley um I'm like I enjoy things that have a twist mm -hmm. and I also enjoy things that involve like true crime like every other millennial girl out there <laughs> um, but it reminds me it, it really does um kind of delve into some deeper issues uh, without sort of beating you over the head with them, and the twists just kept coming. So I, I really enjoyed this piece. Awesome, thank you, uh, Liz. What were your first thoughts? Um, I, 
I liked it, but I, I do wonder if it could go deeper. Um, I, I, I wonder if there could be more of a conversation between Chad and Sarah. Like, uh-huh. instead of Sarah having these huge, huge monologues, mm-hmm. I really wanted to know more about... I, I, instead of Chad just reacting to her, I wanted there to be more engagement between them. So I'm wondering if those monologues could be broken up into conversation. Uh-huh. See, see I, I kind of uh, disagree. I like the imbalance between the two because once you understand that you are looking at Chad just sitting there and only every once in a while mumbling something, I think there's a lot of a conversation going on between Sarah and Chad that is visual, that is unsaid, that is him reacting to this. So I I see what you're saying. I don't totally disagree, but I like the lopsidedness. I, I think that it, it's, uh, it allows you to feel the weight. Maybe that's just because I was sitting on Chad's side of it, but it's this barrage of what's going through his head or this ghost that is haunting him or, or whatever the reality of it is. All you're seeing from him is this just, you know, bubble that slowly comes up to the surface every once in a while but there's so much roiling below that i i do then i do have two other questions i wonder if the age is needed Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. specifically is that age needed and why at the very beginning because honestly once i heard that age i figured out like oh she this this man killed her now why am i listening and then at the very end why are these guys sending him around i think that's what i wanted more from it's like it, maybe maybe this could just be a longer play and uh, there could be more with Chad because it's like, why, you know, he killed this girl. And she's saying it's okay, but are these guys sending him a round of beers or, or whatever uh, because she, or she he killed her and to get her out of a terrible family situation? No, I think, that, uh, I think like, the reason why? they're sending the beers over is because he caught her father. He, he yeah. got her father put in jail. Uh, and See, I, I did not get that. Yeah. I, 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 I guess I was checked out. I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. did not get that. I sort of wish I hadn't known that Chad was a policeman in the character description. Like, obviously, if yeah. you're not going to see the play, if you're going to see the play, maybe you don't know that. But um, I liked that as a revelation later. Um, I also really appreciate that somebody finally wrote a play that has my disgust of algebra in the play. So mm-hmm. thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Um and I felt like it does have some more, ex- like, I do want to go deeper. I agree with Liz. I'd love to go deeper into what the situation was yeah. besides just what Sarah has to say about it. Because clearly there's something here that the whole community knows about. And we only get one person's perspective on it. And also, I mean, also too, it's like, yeah, he got a guy put in jail, but he also killed this girl. I didn't, I didn't feel the stakes, I guess. No, no I don't. I it's didn't... a cool premise, but I didn't feel the stakes. I, don't... I think that's valid. Well, and I don't think that it's a congratulatory round that is being sent him. I thought it was, uh, oh, we didn't, we didn't realize that it's that guy. Now we know why he's mumbling to himself. Oops. Now we yeah. know why he's having a drink and sending an, um, I, being that you know podcasts are such a visual medium, I'm going to discuss. <laughs> Liz, Liz is, has her hands, uh, palms up in the uh, I. I'm not really sure. I don't know kind of fashion right now. But again, I think that's a I think that's a small thing the rounds being sent over. I think the the larger narrative is between Sarah and Chad. I wonder if I'm sorry, uh, Emily, go ahead. Um I was just going to say I wonder if this could be satisfied uh to a greater level with just a few lines from uh, uh from Chad. Mm-hmm. Something like uh that house was a mess. 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, uh, your mother had bruises on her, uh, some, something along those lines, you know, just to give a more of an image of what exactly was going on. You know, I, I was aiming for him, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. I or, think, go ahead. Or even just a, a line like, why does everyone keep calling me a hero? Mm-hmm. I think that, like, okay. that could turn it off. He's clearly struggling. Uh-huh. I think it's very timely. I think in the world we live in, um, especially in this world with lots of um, publicity about you know young children being killed at all these different places at schools and such, it is mm-hmm. an interesting thing to explore um, about the people who are supposed to be protectors and what happens when they cannot protect or when something goes wrong. So I found that to be really interesting. I think it sort of almost got there. And then it like sort of shied away. And I think the beautiful thing about this is like, if you just push a little further, you can really start to unpack what that means for our society and for the different demographics, whether it's uh, the law enforcement or the 12 year old girls of the world, mm-hmm. not to get too political. I'm going to drink my beer. No, but that's, I mean, that's the other thing too, is that I, I have, as of right now, the way it stands, it, it, I agree. I think it, it needs to make a stand. It needs to, to push a little bit more. There is a way you can do it. There's a way you can balance this, but still, because this is again this is all what i got you know but um i just the fact that okay he got a guy put in jail he killed this girl and this girl is saying it's okay that you killed me uh what but i think that's that's like i know i i mean i know that that's kind of it but at the same time go deeper with that because right now i'm pissed off like you killed a child i have no sympathy for you so go deeper with it if you want me to have sympathy for Chad. Yeah, but I think that's also dealing with the grief, dealing and and not making it explicit. You know, whether I don't think we see anything in here that says Chad is trying to kill a little girl. It's coping with the fact that this happened and he had no control. I guess over that. I, okay, I see that, but I guess what I just have an issue with is her saying it's okay. I don't like. Wh- where's the fallout from her family? You mentioned her mom. Like, what, what about her mom? What about her? She mentions her cousins. What about the fallout? Like, could Chad be talking about that? If, you know, I've seen your mom. I've seen your cousins. You know, they won't look at me. They spit at me. Or so, I don't know. I, like, or maybe they, they thank me, too. Maybe it's half and half. Some hate me. Some love me for getting that asshole in jail. Can I say asshole on this? Okay, you I said it twice. It. There you go. <laughs> well, two times the charm, right? So I'm, I'm just like, go deeper with the fallout. I think that there's a lot there. I, I would be curious to see, um, I'd be curious to see this play again, honestly. But I think just, I agree with Emily. Just keep going. Just I keep think going. we almost get there when he says he's thinking about killing himself. Because the stakes for Chad are high. I think, if I'm understanding you correctly, the stakes from the family aren't present. But the stakes for Chad seem to me to read as pretty high. I don't know. A lively discussion, <laughs> and I I appreciate yeah, it. And, and so thank uh, you. I mean, th- thank you, Michael Weems, for this. Like I said, I'd, I'd be curious to see this again. Thank oh. you for and thank you, Liz, for that segue because we need to make sure we thank uh, Michael Weems for his play, Just Ooh. an Illusion. Gave us plenty to talk about. Uh, let's make sure that we uh, thank also Liz and Joe and Emily for coming and reading for us here tonight. Our stage manager, Rachel West, and the sound techs who shall not be named. Ooh. Ooh.
Make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you get a brand new play from us every two weeks during our 2020 season. You, if you're listening to us on Podbean, you can also listen to us on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to check the description because we have a link to our Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get extra content from us here at Best of All Possible Podcasts, and it helps us do cool stuff like provide pizza and beer for our actors who come here and and do thank you joe do this out of the goodness of their hearts and what what can i say we're actors at heart i think uh it's fun for us so hopefully it's fun for you thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye everybody